leadership is a burden. And, and this is why you, when you watch excellent, excellent leaders, whether it's in sports or in business, they give the credit away when success is happening. But when it's a, when it's a failure or, you know, we, we don't win or whatever it is, they're taking ownership. They're taking full responsibility for it. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 Podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we're so glad you're here, because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. Clearly defined roles in leadership. If you have a team that has clearly defined roles, you're going to be successful. Yes. You know what your job is day in and day out. You're here to do the job, do the job. So right now the Tour de France is going on. I've been watching daily and it's pretty exciting. It's fun to watch. But there is a word that is used on the tour that is called domestique. You know what that word means? I do not. A domestique basically kills themselves for the GC contender, the general classification contender, like the the leader of the team. Okay. So if you're the leader and you have the ability to win the Tour de France, there are going to be people on your team that are just going to be there with you to help you along the way. So if you're the leader and I'm your domestique for the day, my job will be to get you as far as I can on my wheel, save as much energy as I can for you by me doing the majority of the, the work, truly sure. killing myself to get you as far up that hill as possible or that mountain as possible, taking all the wind off you, push, you know, pushing the pace, keeping you with me. And then when I get to a point where either by plan, I know that mile, whatever, at this point, I'm going to pull off mm. or I just can't do it anymore. Then we you, you pull off. Now the, the goal is if you have a strong team, you want as many teammates with you as possible. If I'm, if I'm the leader, you're the leader. So I'm being protected. I'm, I'm, you know, surrounded by my guys. If something happens, like they're going to, they're going to protect me. But a clearly defined role. Like today you are going to be the domestique for Jim. So know that you're going to, you know, you're going to kill yourself. Really the glory of you winning is not going to happen because you're the domestique. You're not going to win. You're setting this, this person up to win. Mm. And it's, it's fun to watch like a Mark Cavendish who's sprinter, old guy, he's chasing multiple wins to be like the winningest guy on the, the tour. Um, has had some struggles, you know, I don't, I don't think he was even supposed to be here on the tour today, but found a team with quick step that picked him up, surrounded himself with these amazing guys. And he won, he's winning stages now. Mm. And as a, as a sprinter at his age, when he's going up against, you know, Ewan and, you know, and Sagan and some of these big names, like you look at it and go, like he's a master, like he's at point now he's a, he's a master's category racer and he's winning races, but then you see him hug his teammates and because of his teammates, he's getting put in these positions. You know, he's getting lead outs by two guys that are killing him, killing themselves, 
going as fast as they can, as hard as they can to get him as close to that line so that he can do the last little bit of effort and win the race. And then they peel off. Um, servant leadership. It, it ties together. Like you, yeah. you're, you're doing something so someone else can benefit or an organization gets better because of it. Um, I think of, you know, the word domestique is a, is kind of a crazy word anyway, but yeah, like you watch these teams and, you know, they're protecting their guy. Like if you look behind you right now, like there's three guys in the front, their leaders behind, they're taking, they're in a headwind right now. They're taking the wind off him. Like they're protecting him all the way. The guy out front, like he's not loving life right now. He's oh, in yeah. a world of suck, you know, <clears throat> pulling his team to the line. And like today's race is 155 miles. So, mm. I mean, out of the gate, they shot off like a rocket with all these strong people and protecting each other and, you know, working together. And then when you get to, you know, the part of the race where it's like, okay, who's going to win? And I don't, I'm not surrounded by teammates. Not everybody wants to be a servant leader and work for each other. Like they're working, they're working for their, for themselves. So how does that apply to business? How do you get your teams to want to be a domestique and do whatever it takes so that Jim is successful and I'm going to be here to help you and basically kill myself. I'm going to be out in the wind taking a headwind on and I'm just going to pull you to the line. Like, like where does that start? Do you think? Hmm. I don't like the idea of it. <laughs> that's have, probably have, not having a domestique. Yeah. That's probably not the answer you were expecting. Well, no, I, I don't know. Tell me more. So in tour de France, it makes total sense. That's a clearly defined role. This is what you're here for. Okay. But in business, I don't want to have that role because I have ambition. I have drive. I have goals. I have whatever it is like these, these aspirations to do something better, to do something more. Yeah. I'm going to pay the price. I've got to, you know, put in the work. I've got to grow. I've been, I need the experience, all those things. I need coaches. I need mentors. I need great bosses to help me get there. But if I don't see that there's a path, right? This is, the, this is the one thing that I really like about the analogy between sports and business. Now, if you take a sports team, there is, say, baseball. How many players are on a baseball field? There's nine. How many guys are on the team? I don't know. Is it 20-ish or somewhere in that? Maybe it's 30. I don't know exactly in, in MLB how many players are actually on the team. Football, same thing. The difference is, is that that's a finite fixed number. It can't change. So if you are going to become the shortstop for the cards, you've got to earn that role. Or if you've got the star player there, he's either got to retire or get traded or injured or whatever it might be. Now you get your chance. But in business, the concept here with it is, is that there's growth. And so we're not always talking about the same size pie. We're talking about making a larger pie. That to me is why like, I love the setup of it. I, I, this is a great conversation. The clearly defined roles then, I think are absolutely vital in business. This is what you do. Crush it. And when you crush it, then there's something else. I'm the type of person that says, if there's nothing else there or it feels like I'm capped, I'm out. I, I'm checking out. And what I mean by checking out is, I'm probably going to start with being disengaged. Sure. And it's probably going to lead to me moving on. I'm going to be sending out resumes. Well, and there's been, there's been domestiques 
that are so strong that other teams say, we want you to be our leader. Oh, come work, come work for us. So in that example, then there is another, so they're fighting for maybe that chance. Sure. Yeah. I think, okay. You know, like they're, they're strong, they're workhorses, like they're, they're, it's what they, and maybe I shouldn't say love, but it's, it's what their, their job is. You're here to protect this person, get him across the line as fast as possible. You're going to be his servant leader today. And cause I hate the word using the word domestique because it sounds bad, but you're, you're the, you're going to be his servant leader today. You're going to do everything that you can do to help him get to where he needs to go. And then if you do this well, we're going to win. And then it, then it becomes part of this whole team thing of it's not about the leader. Yeah. The leader gets the yellow mm-hmm. Jersey and gets to stand on the podium and gets the lion and the, the applause, but it's the team that gets to celebrate. Like we did this together. Team quick step, team, you know, whatever that looks like. We won today because of all our team tactics came together and it worked. And the plan was executed very, very well because Jim pulled when he was supposed to, he dropped off. Matt pulled when he was supposed to, he dropped off. So, you know, you could go down the line, the list of names and go, everybody did their job. And, and that's very business oriented. Absolutely. Also. Like that totally makes sense. Yeah. So at the end, at the end of the race, when, your leader crosses the line first because of plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, everything worked. Then the team goes, we won today as a team. Gotcha. Now the leader gets to stand and be the, the focal point and like the jerseys on there and like be the, the proud moment. But as a domestique, like I would hope you want more unless you're such an amazing servant leader that you don't care about the glory of you winning. You care about the glory of the team winning. And I think that's where some of the, the best cyclists have the, the, the big picture of, I want my team to win today. And if it's, if it's one of my guys on the podium today, we won as a team. If it's me, great. But if it's Jim or somebody else, but we did this together, that's how we, that's how we win. When you, when you talked about that earlier, I, I, uh, the movie, the blind side came to my mind, yep. right? So <clears throat> different sport. We're, we're out there to protect the quarterback when we're on the offensive line, you know, we're out there to create holes to open up for the running back. You know, we're, we're going to go sacrifice our bodies. We're going to go into the trenches and we're going to, we're going to do our work here. But you know, in the blind side, that was his job was to protect the quarterback from that side. That's kind of a cool concept. And that is a very highly paid role. Sure. If you are great at that, you are set for life, right? I mean, that's that's an amazing thing. Uh, and you and you are built for it. You've trained for it for your whole life. To me, that's reaching the epitome. You you can be an all star, a Pro Bowl, or whatever you know the right phrase is. There, you could be the league's best, the franchise player, even I suppose. That's super cool. In business, what we want to be able to have are multiple people holding roles like that. We want to have, uh, as the, as the organization continues to grow, like take, take your company, for example, it's not just a store where you have those things. There's at one point there was a second store and then a third store and however many stores you're up to now. So those roles have expanded and they exist at each store. And then there's also roles at the corporate level to oversee, to manage and make sure all these things are happening. That's the part that gets me excited because it's about that expansion, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you have to have those clearly defined roles so that people either, either it speaks to them, right? Like I'm built for this. I'm wired for this. 
this is the thing I love to do more than anything else. And, you know, for me, as more and more businesses get, get this concept of what culture is, that was when I was in that chief culture officer role, I was like, this is it. I don't want to be a CEO. I'm chief culture officer. To me, that's, that's protecting. Like my clearly defined role was I had this kind of concept of create and protect culture. What does that look like? Well, that means every single day I'm going and meeting with department heads around the company. I wasn't in my office very much. Here's the stuff we're doing. It was, it was a blast. Now I'm doing that, you know, on my own, but those roles can continue. You can have that person in different places. I love that concept of expansion for me. If, if I don't see that expansion or those opportunities to do something, then it's, it's not the right fit for me. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't mean, by the way, it doesn't mean it's the right, it's not the right fit for somebody else. I'm just giving this through my lens. Real sure. Quick. So, you know, 21 stages of a tour that last, you know, a month for the most part, you have, you have this team and you have a team director that is setting his overall team up to, to win either win as a team or win as a yellow Jersey, or, you know, maybe you have a sprinter, he's going to win the green Jersey, or you have poke, like you have all these different categories you, you could win. Yeah. Yeah. But there may be stages where if you're my domestique and it's just set up good for you as a rider, we may say, Hey, guess what? Today's your day. Mm. We're going to send you off the front and people aren't going to know you're going to do this because you're protecting our guy so sure. well, but we're going to, we're going to attack them. And what an exciting thing to hear. Like, yeah, you're like, you're the guy today. As, as, go. as it's the, I believe in you, like you got mm. this today kind of speech. And then it's like, holy crap. Well, like today's all about me. So like a different level of excitement, you know, enthusiasm, passion, like I could be the guy on the podium today. And then you, you go off the front and you, you win the race. You know, that, I, I think that's cool. I think, you know, like, um, Cavendish was interviewed yesterday and or a reporter, and I can't remember exactly what the reporter said, but it, the reporter said something like, you know, you are on top form right now. Mm. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm on a top team right now. I mean, he, he threw, he's got that humility. He's, he does. Yeah. And it's like, he knows that his team without his team, he's not winning races because he needs his team to pull him to the line, give him the best possible shot to win. And then he does what it takes to, to win the race. So there's that there's a true team atmosphere that no I'm yeah I'm in good form right now but without my good form I still need a strong team to help me help me get there. Mm. So then other end of the spectrum you have this team with a toxic leader on there mm-hmm. that you're pulling for this guy and he at the end of the race he wins and he's on the podium and it's all glory to this guy but he's like yeah because of me I'm here chest thumping. Yep. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, I don't need my team. You know, like, and I don't think they have that. I'm sure they have it in pockets, but like, at, at, it happens in business where you're working so hard so s- someone else gets, you know, credit for the results. And mm. at the end of the day, that's not fair. But great teams have that humility from the standpoint of we can't do it. I can't do it by myself. I need a strong team around me to do it, and we win together. So if it's my name on the the sheet. Be proud that your name is contributed to our success. It just has my name tied to it. You know that's the that's the the big picture. But it's fun to watch because you have these guys that are killing themselves 
because they know they have to they have to get to at least this mile marker before they can pull off. Mm-hmm. And they're just their face shows every pain that their body's going mm-hmm. through. But at the end of the race, when their when their rider crosses the line first, every person that works so hard has huge smiles on their face because they knew everything that they just did for that 155 miles. It worked. It paid off. I think there's an element too of your own personal your own personal satisfaction, you know, setting your own PR or whatever it is, or just knowing that, man, the wind was at 30 miles an hour in our face for 80% of the race today. We conquered that. Yeah. I've never given any, you know, more effort. This is, I, I was max effort all day. And even if you're not at the front, there's still some personal satisfaction out of that for, for people, I would think. Oh, I think so too. Do you know, you were talking about something a minute ago that, that made me, um, think about what what the best leaders do. And it's like when there is success, they give that they give that away, right? They're they're saying it was um if it was the football team and the running back has a three hundred yard day, it was because his line dominated their line and created holes. It was because the coaches called the right plays at the right time. It was because the coaches had them prepared with a perfect game plan. Uh, they give it away, right? And when there's a failure, they're not going to blame that offensive line or the coaches. Not publicly. I mean, they may feel it, but the best leaders, they're, they're not going to let it come out. They're going to squash those. And they're going to say, you know, our coaches had us prepared for some reason. We just didn't execute it right today. Uh, I, take, I take ownership on missing these. I miss some blocks. I fumbled, you know, there's, they're going to own these things. Leadership is a burden. And, and this is why you, when you watch excellent, excellent leaders, whether it's in sports or in business, they give the credit away when success is happening. It's about the team. It's about, you know, I couldn't have done it without these other people, but when it's a, when it's a failure or, you know, we, we don't win or whatever it is they're taking ownership. They're taking full responsibility for it. Yeah. And and it isn't just lip service because you'll you can kind of sense it. When it's lip service, you can read about it or it sneaks out of the locker room later or it sneaks out in, you know, in the company, the meetings after the meetings, it sneaks out there. So when it's real, it's real. And this is what I mean about creating and protecting a culture that that doesn't permit that, that says we're going to rise above this. And I always think about it this way. Like there's an imaginary line I can draw, you know, horizontally in the air above this line. This is where we live. We're talking about positivity. We're talking about conquering, overcoming, uh, greatness. Right. And below this line, this is where we're going to have our own little pity parties. We're going to point fingers and this kind of stuff. We don't cross this line. We set a tone, this is how it is. And that to me is what separates excellence from mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, you as a, as a team leader, a coach, you know, as that true, that, that lead individual, if you can harness that and build a team where everybody wants to win for each other, mm, absolutely. You're successful. But if you have animosity on your team, mm. if you have jealousy on your team, you may have a, you know, an all pro lineman, that's missing blocks and his running back is getting lit up. Mm. Okay. 
he's all pro all pro lineman. He shouldn't be missing blocks. Why is he missing blocks? Well, him and the running back got into it. Yeah. So he's saying, you know what? I'm just going to miss this block today. You're going to get freaking pounded today. <laughs> you know, as a coach, you go, don't miss blocks. But there's more to it than just missing blocks. Mm. He missed those blocks on purpose because of an issue that he had with a running back. Mm-hmm. They need to squash that. Like, y- you need to come to work every day with, as soon as you walk in the door, anything that's bothering you stays outside. Because the moment you bring that into your workplace, you miss that block and somebody gets lit up. Which is very hard to do, though. It, it is. It's super hard to do. And in, like in my line of work, you're dealing with kids. You know, you're dealing with adults that are having issues. And, you know, um, you know, some some people use my, you know, the job as an outlet because I love working here. Like my 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 home life stinks right now. I got all these bills, but I love this place. And you see you see it. You also see it when they come in and go, something's not right. Something's bothering him. What's going on? Yeah, he's having some struggles at home. Okay, I get that. Let's let's talk through this, but we have to leave it at home. We can't bring it. It's not fair to the rest of your teammates because when you b- bring that drama to work, you miss that block in a key associate gets lit up because you didn't do your job today because of something outside of affecting that. So, um, yeah, I just, I think... Soccer, you know, we talked last week and uh, obviously the tour is one of those, you know, mm. it's, it's a, it's truly a team dynamic and true, you know, leaders. If you're that GC leader that could possibly be in yellow at the end of the, the tour, you can't do flat stages, crazy mountain stages and expect to do it all by yourself. You need a strong team around you. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm Matt. And I'm Jim. We'll see you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jim, and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.